Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey everybody, welcome to another Life with Chris and Tatum hey podcast. Guys. Hello, hello. Boy, we are excited about today. We are so glad you guys are joining us. Thanks for listening. If you're new with us, we release a podcast every single Wednesday. We just want to, Chris likes to do that. (laughs) Hey, we want to invite you, if you haven't yet, would you um, hit subscribe? And then if you have not written a review or rated this podcast, man, it would mean so much to us for you guys just to write a quick review. As always, for those of you that are sharing this on social media and just helping us spread the word, we like to just say thanks. Yeah, you rock my socks. (laughs) Oh, no, we really appreciate you uh, helping spread the word. And what's so incredible is that the word is being spread. Hundreds of people are engaging in these podcasts, thousands now. We have over 2,000 people just online that are watching our services and engaging on top of everyone else that is showing up. And boy, the future is so bright. And there's so much to be thankful for in this season. In fact, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Can you believe it? It's like been a crazy year, hasn't it? Yeah, but I'm thankful. There's a lot there's a lot of good things happening this year. And it, yes, it brings me back to our topic of what we were going to chat about today, Chris. Well, you are so sly the way you just kind of take that and move it right into that. I love you. <laughs> no, but we today we want to, you know, we just thought it's only fitting to talk about the whole topic of gratefulness yeah. and thankfulness with the fact that Thanksgiving is tomorrow. And in the midst of a yeah. tough year, let's just admit it, it's been a tough year, a lot of challenges. Probably a lot of heartaches. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's a lot to be thankful for. And I just want to say this before I go any farther. I've really felt this in my heart for the last couple of days. And that is to the person that you, you've you gone through a difficult time in this year. I, I feel like it, the word of the Lord for you is don't get stuck. So you may feel like everything is just shut down. You, you feel like it's just difficult to move forward. But don't get stuck. So honor the, the Lord's word, honor the Lord's uh, work on the inside of you. There's been a lot of people that have poured into you and prayed over you throughout yes. these years. Come on, everybody, you know, pick up that sword again and let's move forward. Amen. Because in the midst of every single difficulty, there's always a seed, a glimmer of hope, baby hope. And so that's that's my little encouragement to you. Now, I like it. today, I want to talk... Uh, and you and I together, honey. Let's talk together. All about developing a grateful heart. Yeah. And I want to begin by blowing away a myth that I personally believe, it's my opinion, you don't like it, you can chug it out the window, I'm all right with that, but there are scores of people that believe that with the snap of a finger, you can acquire gratefulness and instantly become a thankful person. And the truth is that you can only become thankful when you actually develop this habit of, and this practice of gratitude in your life. So true. So it doesn't just happen at the snap of a finger, but it can happen by 
uh, daily choices, small habits, being intentional. Being on intentional it. And that's what I want to kind of talk to you about today. It says in First Chronicles sixteen thirty four. Read that. It honey. says, "Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good." Oh, just stop right there. For He is what? He's good. He's good. His steadfast love endures forever. So it doesn't just quit. Doesn't run out. Thank God. He's good. So in the midst of twenty twenty, he's, he's good. still good. He is. In yes, the midst of so good. Problems? He's he's good. And his steadfast love endures forever. James 1.17 says, everything good in your life comes from God. Everything good. See, the devil doesn't, he, he can't give you good things. He promises you that. He promises you heaven on earth, but he'll give you an eternity in hell. Everything good comes, comes from mm-hmm. God. And so when we understand that, it's at that point there that we can begin to build our lives around the reality that the good things in your life, they're not random. And they're not, yeah, they they're not, they are actually from the Lord. They're not just happened upon you. You didn't just end up with the family that you had or the job that you have or the house, you know, the things we take for granted, those basic. Man, the Lord's so good. He is really good. And I think what what we need to do in this season is just to be reminded Remember, of those good things. Yeah. Because we forget. You know, I tell people him. all the time that anybody else in the world would love to trade days with your worst day. So true. We are so, We're blessed, so blessed. Yeah. In America. We really are. And so let's take a second. I want to give you six things that will help you and I to develop a grateful heart. All right. Here's the first one. The first one is regularly practice giving things. So it's making the habit um, of expressing our gratitude, thanking, being thankful um, rather than just looking at our situation and being critical of it. Do it all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Regularly. Yeah. There's always something good that we can find in our in our journey, in the year. You may have had a terrible year and face more challenges than any of your other friends, any of your other family members. But if we look close enough and we regularly are trying to find, there are good things that are happening that are from the Lord in your life. I promise. Yeah, think about it. If you slept good last night, wake up. If you woke up healthy and breathing and not whatever, in the hospital, not with a terrible report. And even if you received a terrible report, there is something good that we can find in it. It's just making a habit out of practicing. What can I be thankful for? Yeah. So we've got to we've got to identify those things. And I think that really in our life here in America, we breeze by things we didn't realize. Oh my goodness! I just had a yeah a, a wonderful meal. I've got air conditioning. I got yeah. I got uh, I got heat in my house. I got a running car. Uh, I'm not hand washing my clothes. Thank the Lord. I got a washing machine <laughs> and a dishwasher. And if you don't, you know what? I've got access to clean water and I've got soap and, you know, just it, there's a, you can see how this can become full of amazing things that we all can be thankful for. So we, we cancel out our complaining by finding things to be thankful for. That's good. And what a great way that we can um, set the example and teach our children to do that. I think, because it's something that's sort of taught, you know, this positive perspective and a grateful thankfulness. We're saying you can learn to do this by recognizing the small things, what may seem small, but to others around the world, it's huge that that we would have running water or even hot water to take a warm bath that you don't have to boil. We can begin as parents. I always like to think through that lens because I know so many of you, if you don't have your own kids, you're around other children. 
um, or an aunt or a grandparent to someone, helping them to see, yeah, let's think about the small things. Thank God that we have this. Do you know that God blessed us and we have, we can turn on the heat or watch, we can turn on the fireplace with the click of a button. You know, all these little things that we're teaching our kids to have that mindset. I think it matters in their life as well. You know, the more grateful you are, the less stress you have in your life. I believe that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's the second thing. And uh, if you want to develop a grateful heart on this Thanksgiving week, and that is express gratitude regardless of the situation. You know, Paul, the apostle, is my hero. He was a short guy. Uh, History tells us that he was bald. Um, (laughs) I never knew that. Yeah, short guy. He shaved his head. He was bald. He was... But... Uh, in Thessalonians, which that's a bad, <laughs> if you have a lisp, that'd be a hard thing to say. Thessalonians. <laughs> that'd be a tough one. <laughs> Those little three-year-old kids have a tough time doing that. But in the Th- Thessalonians, it says to give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will. It's God's will that you do this that. This was one of our refrigerator verses for a couple of years for our family. I don't know if you remember that. I, I used do. to have it taped to our kitchen window <laughs> by the back door because the kids would always see it. But just, yeah, what an incredible verse as God instructs us. And the Be reason thankful. that we need to do that is because you don't see the full picture. You yeah. only see through your little scope of what you're going through in life right now. And you don't see how God could actually take that situation and use it to maybe maybe the person that you thought died too early. Yeah, God was protecting them of something that was going to come future, down the road. Yeah. Uh, maybe God was going to use that not only to protect that person, uh, but also to see scores of people come to Christ. Yep. Maybe maybe God would use that to protect that person and then launch you into a new trajectory in your life with purpose. And Yeah, that changed your whole future because of what happened. Yeah, there are so many things. I think we have to come back to knowing that God is good. And God does work all things together for our good. Um, And just having a realization that even though I may not see right now how or why, I trust in the goodness of God. And that's what I'm standing on because His Word's true. So He will use this for good. Every single time. And, you know, some people would say, yeah. Regardless, He will. God turns all things together for the good, for those that love him and are called and according are, to yeah. his purpose. So let's just thank him in the midst of it. And yes, it just doesn't feel God, right. I don't see it. I don't know why. I don't know how, but I Be trust. honest with him. Just yeah, say, God, this you're going to use this for good. Somehow in my life, it's going to be used because that's what your word says. And you are a promise keeper. You keep your word. Come on, everybody. Whatever it is that you're going through, whatever challenges have been uh, passed to you in this last year or maybe those last couple years. Somehow God's going to use it Come on, baby. Rise above it. Rise above it with thankfulness. Yep. Rise above. Here's the third thing, and that's this. We develop a grateful heart when we praise God when all is well. And that's something that we don't do too often, do we? Yeah. Praising God when things are well. Yeah. Yeah. It's sadly like- We take it for granted. Yeah, we take it for granted during those- great times in life, but... Because like, especially us in America, we are conditioned to believe that life is going to go well for us. And when life is running smoothly, we don't tend to see it as a gift from God to us. We don't see how God is actually protecting our kids and protecting our, you know, our, our, our health and our life, our our relationships. And, um, 
I the think truth it, is that it's been God leading us. Yeah, it ha- I just wanted to um, yeah. say, I think one of the neatest things, most revealing things that we're going to s- see and have an understanding of when we get to heaven one day is really going to be the goodness of God in its fullness. Like right now, we see what what He allows us. and it says even, through a glass dimly. Yes, dark. but yeah. can you even imagine all of the things, all of the times that God has protected, that God has saved, Chris, you from car accidents specifically? <laughs> <laughs> but no kidding, like all of these plans, right, that the enemy has wanted to thwart against our children, against our lives, against our families, in our home, when we're in our car, we're in our health. There are so many ways that we don't even know right now to thank God for because they didn't happen. Out of the goodness of God, they didn't happen. I think it's going to be revealing and pretty special when we have an awareness, when we have the ability to see, holy cow, Oh my cow, goodness, God, that was about that, to happen to me? Yeah. When an angel, God sent an angel to yes. swoop on in there? Yes, Unbelievable. Just so cool I to think about. I hope when I get to heaven, I find my angel, and I hope he looks at me. I hope he's got like a black eye, broken arms, <laughs> broken <laughs> wings. He's going to look at me like, dude, you were a handful, but... Oh, uh, he will. Yeah. All of hell tried to take you out, but my goodness. God protected you. <laughs> you know what? Can I just tell one yeah. really short but quick story about Nash when oh, yeah. he was little? Yeah, tell You know, this one. is reminding me. Yeah. Nash was three years old, and we lived in a house that had wooden stairs, like a full flight of wooden steps, and he fell completely down the entire set of stairs, like, like head bum, bum, over bum, bum, foot, bum, bum, like bum, bum, flipping. Bum, bum. His head, then his feet, then his head, then his feet. He flipped all the way down. He might have even been two, but I think he was close to three. Anyway, I re- I was standing in the kitchen, and I watched this happen. It felt like slow motion because I couldn't get there quick enough to intervene. He hits his head, his feet. Anyway, he stands up and of course he's crying and I am feeling like something is probably broken. Like his arm can be broken, his something. He, This boy hit those wooden steps for a long fall and he's crying and crying and I'm saying, what hurts, Nash? Is it your hand? Show me where. Mom! And I said, thank God. You're okay, baby. It's okay. Nothing's broken. And he said, my angel didn't catch me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought it was so cute. But he had heard us talk about as a child, you know, when they're little, we taught them God has set angels uh, in charge around you that they will protect you. And he was a little irritated. His angel didn't stop the fall that day. But God did protect him that he didn't knock his teeth out. He didn't. Anyway, pretty cool. But I love that. Not the fact that he got hurt, but his <laughs> comment, my angel didn't catch me. Oh, that's great. Kids. I love them. But thankfulness, we can teach them. We, we, we have to. to we have to live that life. It separates us from everyone else. Number four out of our six, learn to see how bad experiences can produce great outcomes. Uh, I think we... We really need to take a step back and learn and consider uh, how difficult times can actually yeah, benefit. What us. they did for us. What did we learn because of it? That's a good. That's a hard one. I think in a lot of ways it's, it's really a mature hard. Question. Maturity but, looks back and yeah. goes, "Okay, that was tough. What did how I could learn I learn from out it? of that?" And God, thank you for teaching yeah. me that. But that's the lesson, honestly. In when we when we learn something from it, otherwise I feel like you might need to repeat it. <laughs> you know, like there could be another challenge that 
Oh, you will. God, God you will, will mature you. Yeah, have to walk through if we don't learn, God, what are you teaching me in this season? Or because of that terrible experience, help me learn to be thankful for something from it. What did I, how did I trust you more? How did it change me to be more like you? Anyway, I love this, but it's it's hard. Yeah, I think about, you know, uh, you know, just even us first coming to Life Fellowship and as difficult as that was, I look back and I am grateful for it because I wouldn't be the leader I am yeah. had I not had all of those cuts and bruises and yeah. the 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 things people said and the pressure and, and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I had sleepless nights. I mean, there was times I would walk in, I'd come home and I'd I just hold you and you just cry because of the difficulty and the weight and the, uh, it was exhausting. Uh, I I remember for the first year I battled with depression. There was a point when I, I, we used to live in Frisco and I would drive down 121 and there was a point that I would get to and I'd feel this heaviness hit me every single day that I would drive to the office. And, uh, you know, the, the difficulties and the, uh, just the, the heavy lifting and, and all of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm thankful. I would not be the leader I yeah, am today. God used it to develop. Had I not gone through all of that, to develop, it was us. hell yeah. on earth. You know, there's um, there's a quote by Charles Spurgeon that he said, "I've learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages." Isn't that good? I like that. Yeah. Because, and to me, that just means we're learning to recognize that that wave, that terrible, that hard thing that actually feels like it's going to drown us or throw us in uh, a direction, but let it lead us to the Lord. Let it push us against the rock of ages against the Lord. You know, I've gotten to the place where when, you know, I believe this, that the devil will attack before God promotes. And, you know, when the devil attacks my life, um, and he's done that throughout this year, multiple times, to me, it's just an indicator that I'm going the right way. Yeah. Yeah, don't let it discourage you. It just means God's no, getting, actually, setting you up. I, I take it as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, thank well, you thank so you much. Very much. No, I really do. I've said that out loud this year. I've said, hey, hey, Satan, thank you. <laughs> what a compliment that you would attack me like this because it just simply means I'm going the right way and I'm going to take whatever God's this difficult me. experience yeah. is we're, and we're going to see God turn it around for the good. We're going to rally around it. We're going to move forward. We are not slowing down. You yeah. know, it's that theme word that I have in my life. We're going to finish. We're not going to just start. Anybody can start, but we're going to finish. We're not going to be the, like the kamikaze pilot that had a great start and a yeah. horrible finish. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're going to finish the race that God has. Even for in the us. bad circumstances, bad experience. Yeah, so come on, see good can come. See from it. what you can learn from it, because I can promise you this: if you were to tell me the life lessons that you've learned in life, they're not. You're not going to tell me about your good days. Yeah. You're going to tell me about it's your usually bad through the days. terrible times. Wow, look how God brought us through, or the miracle that he did. I love that. Here's number five. Make gratitude a part of your interactions with other people. You're so good. Tatum. You're good at this. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I was just, Were you going to say that to me? No, I was going to mess with you. Oh, I was going to be nice. <laughs> I was going to be the sweet one. I'll let you continue. Keep going. Babe. I no, like I was going to say you're good at this, because really the way that... um you always see the glass half full. Like Chris, naturally, I think it's natural because I've known you a real long time and you always see things through a positive lens. 
which then in turn helps the people around you see things through a positive lens. Do you know what I mean? Like the impact that it has on other people by having a grateful heart, by having a can-do, like we can do this. With God, we can do this. It's not going to be impossible because God's for us. How You just have this outlook that sees things very positively. And the whole point of us saying this point, number five, is that your level of gratitude impacts your family, your coworkers, your friends um, in a way that is lasting. It helps them to then believe. Like if they can't have faith for themselves or a gratefulness for their situation themselves, but they hear you say it, we can be that for someone else. By it's appreciation. See, yeah. When, when so everybody here in in uh, wherever wherever you live, if if you if you have a home, if you have investments, when they appreciate in value, it means they become more they uh, valuable. Yeah. yeah. Become more. They, they increase when you appreciate people. Yeah. They increase in value. So true. You know, I heard um, years and years and years ago, uh, George Bush Sr., when he was president, whenever he would go do dinner at someone's house or he was invited somewhere, after that was done and he would get into the car, the second he would get in, he had a stack of little notes and he would write a handwritten thank you note to that person, give it to whoever to drop it in, in the mail to them. What he was doing was he was living out appreciation. And I think that we need to do that with our words, with our texts. You know, if somebody buys you coffee or whatever, just text them. Like, hey, I appreciate it. Don't, yeah. don't take it for granted. Yeah. Text them. I appreciate it. If I, I don't, if somebody's on your heart, it's never wrong to to reach out and let them know. Yeah. I appreciate you. I'm thinking about you. Yeah. And uh, honestly, we had there's not really been an easier time in um, life to have the ability to do that quickly through technology because now everyone has phones and we can text. It doesn't mean, I mean, handwritten letters are wonderful and a note like that means so much, but it's so simple. Everybody can do just a quick text, which really in appreciating them can change your day, can make such a huge difference in the simplest way. Yeah. If they had a surgery, send them, send them some Uber Eats, you know, go out of your way. If, uh, uh, if it's their birthday, you send them some Tiff treats or so, I don't mm-hmm. know, some Omaha steaks or just something like that that would just uh, show, hey, I, I'm grateful for you. I think it's important. Here's the last one, and that's just lean or yeah, lean into strength. Uh, the lean, strength. Lean in, into the strength, the gratitude that it provides us. Okay, so. I know that there's a lot of people that have been through extremely tough situations this year, but here's what I've noticed. Those who are most grateful have learned to see God's work uh, in their lives are the ones that they're persevering. Yeah. I mean, Thanksgiving is almost like this superpower. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it enables us to see past our experiences and embrace how God is moving. And I think that there's a language to gratefulness that we need to, again— develop that habit inside of us. You know, I was thinking about, um, I'm thinking about Thanksgiving specifically because it's right here Mm -hmm. among us and just being grateful. And one of the things that I know we've done before, and some of you might do this as well, is just taking the time like on Thanksgiving day with your family or your friends, however you celebrate, um, and, and like verbalizing it, just like talk about something this year that you're thankful for. There's not a better 
time to just remember. Call remember. your mama. Call your dad. <laughs> yeah. Text your te- text your kids. Your talk to your kids. Just yeah. Be expressive. There's a language of that. You know, this morning I was reading, and uh, I was I was really in- inspired. There's a story out of Judges chapter number twelve. There was a civil war that had broke out, uh, and uh, so it was against the Israelites, and so because everyone kind of looked the same because of this other country, and I forget who it was that they were fighting against. I think it was um, uh, Gilead or something something like that. They, they were fighting. Mm-hmm. But they were saying, how can we differentiate between our people mm-hmm. and their people? And um, what the leaders of Israel said, said, ha- have the opposing people who you think could be on the opposite side, have them say the word river or in the Hebrew, it's the Hebrew word, and I'm going to slaughter this. Let's it's Shabaleth. Shabaleth. I think I think that's how it's it's pronounced. And they all asked. They said, "Well, why do we want them to pronounce this Hebrew word?" And they said, "Because the opposing enemy, mm-hmm. who is dressed like us and looks like us, mm-hmm. they can't say it the exact same way that we can. They like have an accent. The, right? the, the sh did not come across the right hmm. way." So immediately the opposing team would be, or the opposing army would be betrayed by their speech. And I think the same thing holds true in our lives, that as believers, there ought to be something about our speech, that there needs to be this thankfulness that comes out of us, this gratitude of of the Lord, this so good idea that you know what it may look like hell's breaking loose all around me, but I'm going to see the positive in this, and I'm going to see God's hand at work yes. in this. And you have a different speech than everybody else that's in this world, and uh, because you're God's, you're marked by Him. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So I'm. So let me just, let me just say this one, yeah, one more thing. So, so like the accountant comes to you and says, "Man, you're bankrupt." Or the doctor says it's cancer. Or maybe your boyfriend says mm, goodbye. Our speech, our conversation is going to reveal whether um, we're, we're living for people, material, yeah. or earthly, or we're going to live for the heavenly uh, call of what God has for us. That's so good. Don't let your speech betray you. Watch your words. It's true. You like that? I love that. I love it too. All right. So that's what we're challenging you to today. <laughs> uh, I love you, honey. All right. I do have, so I'm going to transition here. Okay. And do the fact it's Thanksgiving, we actually have some mailbag questions. Hmm. Mailbag, mailbag. I don't know. I could but do mail, thing with so that. So for those of you that are a little bit younger, mailbag is what they used to put letters in and they would are deliver in a mailbag. Are we giving away age or something here? No, it's just, Not me. it's common. We're educating. Hmm. But here's here's one of the questions. Okay, I have two us. mailbag questions. Tell me. I don't know what these are. What are some of the Limburg's Thanksgiving traditions or favorite dishes? Mm. Go ahead, honey. Wow, the pressure's on uh-huh. the Limburg traditions. We traditionally host Thanksgiving at our house. So we don't go to our parents. We stay here in Texas. Because all of our family... Yeah, because our family lives in Tennessee, and for us, we usually go... To Tennessee at Christmas, which means we stay in Texas for Thanksgiving. So for us, this one of my favorite things that we have been doing like 
10 years, I guess, is that we- um, We invite all of our staff over. Yeah. We love having our our church family. We play pool. Here with us. We play cards. Yeah. We, we'll even throw out some Monopoly in there. We hang out, but we do it. Yeah, we just have anybody who doesn't have family in the in the state that is on staff at Life Fellowship. We just all hang out together, hold the babies, relax, eat. Anyway. And then what's some of our favorite dishes? Some of our favorite. Well, I feel like I can speak. I can answer your question. I don't know if I have a favorite. Chris loves. I am not a turkey fan. No, he doesn't like turkey. I've been telling Tatum for years. I've been saying, honey, if turkey is so good. <laughs> <laughs> He no, says there's going to the be a time. lot of people that agree with me on this. No, nope, I think there's a lot that won't like it. No, they let's will. Tell them anyway. I'm so sorry, but if, if you don't, don't like this, sorry. you can chuck it out the this window. Is just Everyone's what you entitled like. to their own opinion. Not everybody's entitled to the facts. This is facts, honey. So here, listen, your everybody. Opinion, listen, just to clarify. Listen, listen, listen. If turkey is so good, <laughs> listen, Linda. Listen. <laughs> if turkey is so good, why don't we do that? At other meals throughout the year. Because that big old turkey is difficult to deal no, with. No, I'm telling you. It's hard to cook a big turkey and turn out great. Okay, That's then why we would I go to restaurants and they would they'd be cooking it I'll up. I'll take a turkey no. leg. I'm telling you, I would rather Clearly have an Italian feast. But Tatum's not doing that, babe. A Tex Mex feast. Chris doesn't want a turkey, y'all. So we're not doing turkey Guess this year. Guess what? I'm not. Nope. I agree. We're doing honey baked ham. Well, we always have a ham and I do a turkey. I'd rather have ham. I know. So listen, though. I'm saving you. I'm helping. I'm okay with it. See? For some reason, I'm on board right now. I like turkey, but it's a hot mess to, like, it stresses me out. I can, I have to tell you. Okay, um, but that's just something we're we're changing the tradition. This year, I'm doing chicken pot pie and ham. Mm -hmm. We'll see if it's a hit. Oh, and, but I do love one of my favorite, my favorite dessert. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that, and then I got cut off. Bread pudding is my favorite. Favorite. But I'm not making that. Sorry, honey. Honey? <laughs> I make pumpkin pie. His other favorite is pumpkin pie. But it's got to come right out of the oven. It's got to be nice and hot. hot. And I got to have Cool Whip right on top, right after it comes out of the oven. Wow. When it's like just, where it just starts melting right away. Is this oh. particular or what? But, but I, I do, would rather have. I do do it for you. Great bread pudding. Maybe I should do bread pudding. I think you should do both. I haven't bought any of the ingredients and it's tomorrow. You have all that extra time. We're not doing the turkey. Extra time. <laughs> Anyways, right. y'all. So those are some of our... Yeah, oh, when people tradition. say, hey, when do you guys put up your Christmas? Stop. Actually, no one asks that. No, but it's, some people do that at Thanksgiving. We don't do that at Thanksgiving. We do it the day after Halloween. We are... We're rebels. Early birds. We're super rebelish. <laughs> well, we just we're like, hey, we it, just it takes a lot it. of work to put it up, and then it's one of our favorite then, times of the year. Yeah, so let's we just love to celebrate, it. especially this year. Let's just put it up and enjoy it early. All right, next and, mailbag question, and our last. Okay, what are some fond Thanksgiving memories you have from growing up? Fond memories, mm -hmm. good ones. I have, I have really good ones. Tell me. So, when I was growing up. Every year that I can remember of my childhood, till I was a teenager, every year, we, my family, um, my parents' best friends owned a Christian camp, campgrounds, like lived on it, owned it, and worked at this Christian campgrounds called Pinecrest in Tennessee. And so every Thanksgiving, my family went there for Thanksgiving, and we, they hosted 
families who came there like we received to feed them Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And so I know this sounds crazy, but these were really fond memories. We like served them. We waited. We they came you to the line, tables, waited tables, guys... we washed dishes, we cooked. I would help make, I mean, I don't really know what I did because I was pretty young. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I was stirring stuff and I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I helped in the kitchen and served these people um, every Thanksgiving. And then my family would sit down and we would have our meal afterwards like there with our friends. So it's kind of a different memory, a unique, it's not your traditional Thanksgiving memory, but for me, it was the norm and I loved it. Let's go to your traditional because yours is a little more relatable to the rest of the world. Mine's different. (laughs) Christmas is like. I was thinking thinking we would always go to my my Grandma Hart's uh, uh, farm. Oh, that would might be different. Yeah, she lived on a uh, like a dairy farm in Wisconsin, like in the country. Like there's like 400 people there, and so it's this old old farm. 400 people, not on the the farm, but in in the little town. Yeah, and that's it. And uh, we would have. You know, all the 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 cousins and whatever would come over. Yeah, that's more normal. Yeah, but I was thinking, I was thinking about the time that they had an electrical fence to keep the cows in, and so that's <gasps> the time that I told story. my brother, I said, "Hey, John, why don't you go? Why don't you go pee on that? Why don't you go pee on that that fence?" <laughs> How old were y'all? Uh, oh man, I must have been like 10, 11. So he was like seven. Seven. Yeah, and you made him pee on an electrical fence, honey. I said, hey, man, do that. And boy, he got shocked. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Can I say that on podcast? You did. I did. You just did. And so I remember that as a fond memory when I was growing up and the, uh, the Thanksgiving. I have a fond memory, just yeah. one more quick one, that was maybe five, minutes, five years ago mm-hmm. when we hosted Chris's parents for one of the very first times ever, like that they came with us and my turkey caught on fire. I'm not kidding. Do you remember that? We lived in Frisco. Mm -hmm. The turkey caught on fire. It's burning in the oven. And Blakely tells me, mom, I think the turkey's on fire. And I'm like, for real, it was flaming. That was memorable. (laughs) This is why we've killed the idea of- chicken pot pie. That's right. I'm helping you out, honey. This is fun. Yep. Well, hey, everybody. It's been a fun day today being with you. Uh, We really pray that God would give you a resting uh, relaxing, yeah. Thanksgiving, a grateful one. Yeah, a grateful one. Reach out to your family and friends when when you look across that dinner table. Know that there there are those that uh, your words will matter to them, and so offer grace, uh, kindness, and let's just thank God for all that He has given us. Amen. In this year, so hey, everybody from Chris and Tatum, we want to just tell you that we love you, and, and it's been an honor yeah. to be able to speak into your life this week. Thanks God bless for you all. Bye bye.